Howden starts it out, maybe a three on one. Right side, Howden comes in with Colasar, got to do it, he scores! Keegan Colasar puts the Knights in the lead. It's the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Now the Knights come out, Stone across the line, drifting. Stevenson in with speed through the right circle. Back for Stone, he scores! What a setup! Vegas takes the lead! Getting you ready for tonight's game live from T-Mobile Arena. I have something that I want to get off my chest. At some point during the next hour, I'm going to get into it regarding the reverse retro. So Vegas is going to wear theirs for a second time tonight. Yep. I love what they put up on the scoreboard. With that neon mm-hmm. Vegas instead yeah, yeah. of the, the regular. Yep. Like it goes all the way through. Uh, but uh, this is another team's reverse retro. That uh, And it's not even going to be bad. I just have to get it off my chest. I have to acknowledge it. I have to uh, really embrace and let everybody know how exciting it's going to be when it comes to the reverse retros. Uh, that's coming up in, I would probably say, 35 minutes on one-timers. News and notes from around the National Hockey League. But we start off with... Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard here at T-Mobile Arena getting set for the Philadelphia Flyers against the Vegas Golden Knights and an opportunity for Vegas, like scratch Wednesday's game. Mm-hmm. Just rinse that. Okay. Vegas can become the third team in the National Hockey League to hit the 20-win mark before their 30th game, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have can hit, reach 20 wins, and they are the potentially the first Western Conference team to hit the 20-win mark and 40-point plateau sure a lot and like we're we're keeping track of standings now we're into it uh that's outstanding yeah it'd be great i I mean obviously for the golden knights you you started the season in in incredible fashion and you still have an opportunity here to hit 20 wins in 30 games yeah that's not necessarily something that i think many of us thought would be in the cards for the golden knights going into this season but you know, they, they've done really, really well, and they put themselves in a good spot now in the middle portion of the season where we talk about the dog days of an 82-game schedule. Because of the work the Golden Knights did early on winning a ton of games, you give yourself a little bit of a cushion, but you still have to kind of push, and you, know, you get 20 wins in 30 games, you're doing something right. I didn't hear a starting goaltender announced uh, for Vegas. Did yeah. you? No. Okay. Uh, I, I think, based on the way they practiced today, that it's going to be Aiden Hill. Right. But uh, I haven't heard anything announced, so I, I won't uh, go out and declare that. Sure. Uh, it, it fits in the schedule. Uh, you're once a week uh, a start for Aiden Hill. That's what's happened uh, for the last month and a little bit, uh, five weeks or so. So uh, it fits into that schedule where they are that uh, we know that Logan Thompson has taken over and uh, been uh, anointed the, the starting goaltender. Mm-hmm. But you look at the games ahead. And you've got Boston on, on Sunday, so yep. uh, I would uh, strongly uh, lean towards Logan Thompson giving off uh, his win the other night against the uh, the Boston Bruins that he would get that start. So uh, if you're going to play once a week, uh, this is the one that uh, that sort of sets up to be Aiden Hill's uh, game. Six two and one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If he's victorious tonight, that's seven wins in his first ten starts with the organization, right? And points in eight of them. Yeah, is 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 that not pretty darn impressive? In when you're like the the before the Leonard Flurry mm-hmm. combo, yep. that was always the uh, one of those ones where 
can they find a backup to be able to go in there and uh, be able to win hockey games? And they they tried a couple. Uh, this is almost the the. That's over exceeding, sure. uh, overachieving with, with a backup. If you got points in eight of ten, yeah, I mean it's it's doing the job. It really is is kind of what it boils down to. And you know the it's been a kind of a more traditional split or rotation since uh, since getting into the month of November, where you're you're looking at uh, three games for Logan Thompson, one ish for Aiden Hill, once every week somewhere. It's a in one. That it's a once a week starting yeah, job. Exactly, and and you know it, it can be tough for sure, but I think what Aiden Hill's been able to do so well is that uh, he's he's been solid, and the team has played pretty structured in front of him, and and he's been he's been able to put wins on the board, he's been able to put points on the board, and that's the the really the, the only thing that you ask of your backup goaltender is to go out there, give you a quality enough start to where you can get points out of a game, and he's done that time and time again so it'd be it'd be big for the golden knights if he is able to get that seventh win on the year seven out of ten like you're going to take that all day long he had a great start one of his first five games yep uh that fifth win was was the montreal game in which uh, the canadians answered back and the number started to increase sure. uh, a touch there yep and then he had uh, three three starts without a win uh one one loss in in the extra time where the numbers and the play and the execution and the save percentage weren't at the same level as they were earlier. Now, part of that is on the goaltender. Mm -hmm. Part of that is the team game hit some turbulence, which we've uh, talked about at length, the, the, a little bit of a, a stubbing of the toe. The game against Detroit, though, they played was much more reflective of the Aiden Hill that we saw early in the season mm -hmm. and was much more uh, deliverable on a team aspect from from Bruce Cassidy. So uh, if they can follow that up again, and these are the games against teams like uh, Philadelphia, a team like Detroit that uh, that's not expected to be taking some steps, can score uh, a little bit better than Philadelphia, I would, uh, would certainly suggest. But uh, these are teams that the back of a goaltender gets – and, and has to be able to contribute, and so far he's done a great job in that. Yeah, he really has, and I think it, as you look through the month of December and barring any changes, I, I think it's pretty clear where you you can see those games coming for Aiden Hill. Think Chicago next week, think Arizona perhaps the week after that, uh, and then one of the two back-to-backs uh, coming out of the, out of the Christmas break, uh, L.A. or Anaheim. I think you you kind of know where I would go on that one, but uh, it where? has. I would go. I would go Anaheim. I would go Logan Thompson against Los Angeles. I'd go Aiden Hill on, against Anaheim. Second half of the back to back. That's the direction I would go. Because sometimes the backup will get that first start out I, of a break. I, I get it. Or I the do. first game uh, after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I get it. I do, but I, I think that you you probably just want to get Logan right into a game. Is my guess. So. We'll see how it goes, but I think for sure you got you got Philadelphia. If he's going tonight, Philadelphia, Chicago, Arizona, those are the games where I, I, I see the natural breaks in a week-to-week -week situation for Aiden Hill. And all of those games, if the Golden Knights are playing the way that they're supposed to and Aiden Hill is, is living up to what he's been able to do thus far in the season, those are games where you should be expecting to get two points every night. Boy, that's a, that's a big couple of games coming right out of Christmas. Yeah, to have important. And you always play close to home. Yeah, the first game after Christmas, so that tends to be a rival. But those are two huge points available uh, on each night. Yeah. yeah, right out of Christmas. I mean, it, it's it's no different than what their schedule's been to this point in the season. It's like it. 
Well, I'm just happy right that back they, in it. they're going to play a Western Conference team again because we're on this run right now yeah. <laughs> where, where it's, it's like Vegas has been transported uh, to the Eastern time zone. Mm-hmm. Like the the, the four-game road trip, then you have the New York Rangers on Wednesday, Philadelphia, and then Boston. Yeah. Like, that's a long run against the other conference, unusually long run, given and especially that the games have been at home and on, on the road previously. Yeah, for sure. It is a little strange, but, you know, for the Golden Knights, I think that you, you, you take what's in front of you. It's every other night. This has been a tough schedule. Um, and you're buckled in till Christmas. Like, that. that's just kind of well, the, the reality of it. Thank goodness you get two mandated days off. Yeah. <laughs> or else they probably play in that. That's, and they still have to play a back-to-back coming out of it. That's that's the thing, right? Like, to me, it's it's the, the every sing, the every other day all the way up until Christmas, and then you, you, you come right out of the break with a back-to-back. Like, have fun. Uh, we'll see how much uh, healthier they get over the next uh, little bit on, or whether or not uh, Alex Petrangelo is able to rejoin the team. He's tending to a personal matter and uh, is away from the hockey club uh, at this point. Uh, no sign of him being able to uh, return to the lineup tonight, so that will be his sixth consecutive game uh, out. Uh, Zach Whitecloud led the team in ice time mm. against the Rangers. So they're starting to cycle through some some people almost on a, on a nightly basis. Uh, Shea Theodore one night, Nick Hag did it uh, a couple of games ago, Zach Whitecloud, so the John Stevens is, is testing out some guys. Uh, we did see Jack Eichel on the ice at the morning skate at City National Arena. John Stevens uh, was asked about it uh, in a conversation that I had with him. So was Bruce Cassidy with the media regarding whether Eichel would play tonight. Here's Bruce Cassidy. He'll be a game time. He, he, it's good to see him out there. As I said, as soon as they start skating, I can give you a better answer, and I'll check with Jack. That'll be him and the medical team will make a decision for tonight. Um, but it's a real positive. He's obviously very close. I, I like you, saw the injury, uh, and that didn't look great. Yeah. I was really uh, – Surprised that he, he tried it in Boston. Mm-hmm. I didn't think there was a chance. Now I know that he really wanted to play in Boston. He hasn't played in Boston in a number of years. Uh, family there uh, really wanted to give it a shot. Uh, don't begrudge him at all in that. But I was I was just surprised that there was even a possibility of trying it yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that that night. Takes the, the Wednesday game off and, and now is, a, is day-to-day and a game-time decision. Uh, that's, a, that's a huge uh, recovery. For, for Jack Eichel, given from where I saw him on the ice and, and, and holding his leg. That's yeah, great. Yeah, for sure. It, it's certainly sooner than I think a lot of people would have probably anticipated just because, you know, again, you're not exactly sure what's going on, but uh, it, it just, as you, as you mentioned, it didn't look great for Jack Eichel. But, again, if you're able to get him back tonight, and if it doesn't happen tonight, but if, if, if you're on the horizon, like if you've got, you know, Jack Eichel back in your lineup or within a week, then that's a really good situation for the Golden Knights because I, I think when everyone kind of saw him come up, go immediately down the tunnel, you were thinking it was going to be a little bit longer term. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, given uh, what uh, what you witnessed. And uh, inside of a week, uh, to have him back yeah. going, uh, huge. And in an important hockey game where you're at home, uh, you're a game above 500 at home, you're trying to turn uh, the tide a little bit uh, and, and start winning a lot of these games and, and establish. I mean, it's the best environment in the league. 
Yeah. But you also want to show the fans and leave them uh, with uh, with a victory uh, as well. So uh, there's there's a big part of that where the players want to pay back for having the uh, the most uh, enjoyable atmosphere in the in the league. As for Philadelphia rolling in here, it's the start of a road trip for them. Uh, they played in Washington a couple of nights ago, so it's a quick turnaround out west uh, to the Pacific time zone. Uh, Bruce was uh, questioned about what kind of Flyers team they're going to face. Well, they're a very structured defensive team. They're not going to give you much, uh, manage the puck well. Um, so that part of the game, we're going to have to be patient and take what's there, um, win our battles in the trenches. You know, offensively, it's been a bit of a challenge for them. So we have to make them earn their chances in that regard. Let's not sort of feed into you know their offensive game and get them going. So. Um, Good test for us. It'll be a physical game. It'll be, like I said, some one-on-one battles out there. We're going to have to be ready to compete. Um, goaltending's been good for them. Um, but that, that, that's their style of play right now. And, you know, I've played against some torch teams in the past, and they're going to make it hard on you. But they're, nothing's easy. You've got to earn your way around there every inch of ice, and that'll be no different tonight. Yeah, Philadelphia will have some bite <laughs> with John Tortorella, and I'm sure he hasn't been really pleasant uh, to deal with uh, given that they've got two wins in the last 15. Uh, Here's one part that you know that John Tortorella is coaching that that team. Mm -hmm. Uh, This this is the most uh, obvious example that I can give you. The other night they're playing Washington and the Philadelphia Flyers are down a goal. They pull their goaltender for the extra attacker and Alexander Vetchkin scores. It's a gap of two. Philadelphia's not giving up. Teams have uh, have scored a couple of late goals and been able to, to find a way to win. So they pull the goaltender again. Mm-hmm. And what happens is Alexander Vetchkin scores another goal. And then there's a bit of a kerfuffle mm-hmm. after it. Like, and the Flyers are mad. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, do you really need to do that to score back-to-back empty netters? Yeah, because he's chasing down the all-time <laughs> goal-scoring record. And, and, and yeah. no way Alexander Vetchkin cares whether there's a goalie in or not they, no. they all count and, yeah. and he's got a bushel full of uh, those empty netters over the course of his his career i understand the flyers frustration uh, in in being handed back-to-back empty net goals against them but uh but they showed some some bite that was a little bit over the top given it wasn't travis connecting scoring back-to-back empty netters mm-hmm. we know why always out there in the, in, the, in the situation where there's an empty net because mm-hmm. he's trying to pump up his goal totals. Right. So I was a little bit uh, uh, shocked that, uh, that the Flyers were so uh, irked by it. No, I'm not. I, there's pride. There's, you know, just Then don't general, pull your goalie. I, I hear you or, you know, be better. And, I don't like the way he does a, business. I don't like him. Win a game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, that the Flyers are going to be an ornery team. And, you know, you've got John Tortorella at the helm and, uh, it's not surprising to me that they were bothered by the fact that they no. allowed themselves to be in that position. And that's why uh, I, I serve up to you the greatest uh, example of that being a Tortorella coach team. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to give up back-to-back empty net goals to the greatest goal scorer of all time who's chasing down uh, and trying to become exactly that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
they they were going to uh, just take that and go. They yeah. were going to show some bite and some pushback uh, in front of their head coach. So just a little bit of an example of what you might see tonight during the course of the game or here tonight during the course of the game listening on Fox Sports Las Vegas as far as uh, it being a John Tortorella coach team. You think it's going to be chippy tonight? Uh, yeah, I think that there'll they'll be something. The other night was chippier. Yeah, it really Barkley was. Goudreau and what he did in, in knocking Shea Theodore into the net and then having to answer for that mm-hmm. uh, afterwards was was impressive. And that, that was also a, a scenario where um, I, I don't know which answer it was today with Bruce Cassidy, but uh, it, it was the one where he was asked about pick, players picking their spot in, in – in taking a penalty or sending yeah. a message, so, yeah. so can we can we play that one? And talking about Keegan Colasar stepping in in with Barkley Goodrow after the play that knocked Shea Theodore into the net. Uh, there is guys are going to protect themselves, and there's I think there's situational penalties that teams will always have more juice to kill. Um, for example, the Colasar going in to protect Theo and the goaltender. I mean, I. I I 100% disagree that that in that situation that that they're offsetting. If Coley comes in and smokes a guy like you know with a cheap shot, yes. But to go in in a scrum, just to let him know, that's what you're supposed to do in hockey. Still, like protect your goaltender, your players from those type of hits. I thought he showed really good discipline not to go in and and take care of it right then. He did it after coming out of the box, which is still part of the game that this is not acceptable. So I thought Coley handled it very very well and got penalized, I thought, unfortunately, for it. I thought we should have come out of that with a two-minute penalty no matter what. And um, that's just my opinion. So uh, I like the way he handled it. Stoney, as I said, they have to look after themselves at times. I think when he did it, we were the game was getting away from it. He certainly didn't cost us the game you know, with that. Stevie talking to the ref. Like, I think that there was a little bit of frustration there that came through, and we've got to channel that better. But... I think at times players do have to look after themselves, and they're especially a guy that's missed time like Mark. And uh, if he felt it was an unwarranted hit or cheap, then, then he's got to do what he's got to do. And um, hopefully it's not a case that happens every night. It does take us down a path of the Vegas School Knights have faced a five-on-three situation twice in the last uh, couple of games. Yeah. One, one against Boston, one against the, the New York Rangers. It, it's unusual mm-hmm. that you would have to be put in that situation in back-to-back games. Uh, they've taken some penalties. Uh, they've certainly uh, been assessed some penalties that they didn't believe that were justified. So the the idea that you let off some steam, stone, in the third period uh, the other night after the game uh, was a couple of uh, goals uh, uh, apart uh, between New York Rangers and the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. And then uh, Chandler Stevenson getting tend uh, mm-hmm. at the end and in being sent off the ice. Yeah. Uh, I like that. That is one of those ones where I bet you he was going to keep talking until he got tend <laughs> and then keep going. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. go because the game was was done anyway at that point. But but in the last two games, that frustration that they felt mm-hmm. uh, against Boston being put into that uh, delicate dilemma, uh, it being down five on three in a really intense game, and then uh, against the New York Rangers. You got you, you can't carry that over. I know a lot of them were, were feeling like this is back to back games. We've been through this. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but tonight it's got to be over. Where your frustration with the officials uh, has to be rinsed, and you start fresh with the zebras. 
I'm not saying that I'd be able to do it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether I'd be able to just rinse my frustration with, with Chapman because it's a new show. Sure. A lot of times that carries over, yeah. or did before it became best buddies. Right. Uh, it, it certainly did carry over. But, uh, but the, in professional sports, you have to find a way to do that. Yeah, and to a degree, I think maybe the penalties for, for Mark Stone and, and Braden McNabb and, and certainly the 10-minute the ten, the ten misconduct for Chandler Stevens, like, I, I wonder if that's just kind of the, the blowing off of the steam, right? Like the, the ability to kind of reset, set the slate clean, you, you get that frustration out within your game, in the game, and you can leave it there. Right, you don't ever want to be undisciplined. You don't ever want to have those those plays where uh, you you react in frustration within a hockey game, especially when still on the scoreboard. It seems like it's close enough; it's it's within reach, even though the one uh, against New York wasn't. Um, But I I wonder if just kind of getting those plays out, getting those penalties out of their system in that moment, allows them to wipe the slate clean so that they go into this one fresh. Have you ever done that, where you've You've chirped, or you've poked, or you've uh, picked away, because you just you were hell bent that you were going to start some kind of either verbal scrap, or if in professional or sports you were you were just trying to get get a penalty. Like I, I'm the person where I've done that verbally, mm-hmm. either with uh, the producer or. Uh, or my wife, where I've just poked and poked and poked because I was gonna, I was gonna start something. I had, to, I had to start something. I had to get or it off my chest. We work and, with you every day. Yeah. We know. And eventually, Jen and I are gonna, we're gonna have a fight, and then we're gonna get over it. But I had to, I had to push get, it to that. I had to limit. get it out of your system. Yeah, and uh, and I think that's sort of what what, what Chandler is probably going through the other night. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Listen, we we work with you, Chapman yeah. and I. Like we know, we know how it goes. Chapman, sometimes uh, you got to get it out of your system. It's not personal. I just had to get it out of my system. Okay. Oh, uh, and yeah. It'll probably happen again uh, on on next Wednesday. Okay? Yeah. Why Wednesday? I, I'm just picking because it. it's, just, a day. It's, it's a day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> can you follow I, along I, a little bit? I, I I do know you're going to getting a lot out of your system, so I I, I gotta. <laughs> Like seriously, can you follow along a little bit? Oh, I'm following along, all right. Um, Bruce was asked about the, that frustration and what brought it on. Uh, here's his answer of the, going through the last week and uh, some of the dilemmas that they were in. I think honestly, and I, you know, no excuses. But if you're asking me the question, I thought in Boston we got hosed with some calls that they got on a five-on-three and a four-on-three. They're very marginal, right? So we're playing a pretty good game. I thought last night the penalty on Theo that, that they got the winning goal on a third the trip was horrible, personally. I think he toe-picked. I think it's a tough call for the ref. There's a lot going on. Guys going to the net, sticks in there, but Theo didn't trip him. I know that, you know, when you watch it again. But I think that's what, even the one at the end of the second period, the slash, those happen throughout the course of a game quite a bit. He happened to get nailed on it. Was it because we got a five on three? Those are things I can't answer, but that is what led to it. It was two games in a row we felt like, you know, come on, in the third period, we're going to have to be the team killing, you know, and late in the second in Boston, I think it was, or whatever. But um, we're the ones getting singled out, and I think there was a little bit of that going into it. So you can't let those things that you can't control affect you, right? That's what you want to see. But at the end of the day, they're humans, and, and I felt that that's where a little bit of it came from. And some of it is, you know, we haven't done as well at home as we'd liked, so that comes out a little too, and we have to correct that. We have an opportunity tonight to, to sort of get ourselves back where, hey, this is a difficult building to come in and play. And that was a bit of the message this morning, so I, I hope this becomes a bit of the, 
we have a lot of games at home now with a little more normal. We're playing every second day, but it's not flying back from here and then right back in it or back to back at home. You know what I mean? There was some different circumstances. We've got to embrace our opportunity to be better at home now, and I think there was a little bit of that that went into it uh, the other night. Clean slate with the refs, clean slate at home because you don't want to start answering those questions, to be honest. those Refs, everybody can talk about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But play and record on home ice gets annoying because they want it to be better. Yeah. We want it to be better. Yeah. It just has to be better. And when it's not, it's uh, it's annoying for everybody involved. They can take care of that and, like they did with the goaltending at the start of the year, make it a non-conversation topic. Yeah, it, it, it all just kind of starts with, with a win, right? It, it yeah. all starts with putting one win uh, together on home ice, and then you can build from there. And I think for the Golden Knights, that, that's what they're viewing this game against the Philadelphia Flyers as. It's just uh, an opportunity to get right on home ice, an opportunity to put two points on the board here at T-Mobile Arena, and then you can build from there. Uh, and it's really kind of, you know, as, as we look at the circumstances surrounding some of the struggles at on home ice recently coming home from long road trips that first game back not setting the tone uh, the way that you'd like it to and then it, it, it bleeding into other games the golden knights have to make sure that that doesn't bleed into this game tonight uh, scoring first would be great sure which they're going to do because they're going to score second and they're going to score third oh boy i've already called it they're going to score the first three goals of this game Rita's going to be so mad at you if that doesn't happen yeah you know why because uh here's what the only thing that makes me nervous is carter hart stopped 40 plus shots in both games last year against mm-hmm. Vegas and and won both games so he can he can goal you he can sure. get you yeah but i'm thinking uh that there's going to be so much emphasis to write what's happened at T-Mobile Arena that that will uh, offset it plus they got the reverse retros going tonight yep i love this i, I the first night there was so much uh went into the unveiling mm-hmm. like the whole BGK Insider Show was about the unveiling yeah. and what we were, we were going to see for the show uh, and what the jerseys would look like. Now we know. Yeah. Let's just watch and enjoy them. And, and I can't stop thinking. Every time I see a, a crowd shot uh, on the broadcast of a couple of fans wearing those jerseys, going, they, those things just came out. Yeah. And they're everywhere yeah. uh, around the Las Vegas Valley. Uh, what, what do you think uh, ends up uh, happening tonight? So I I think it's going to be a tight game because I think that's you know how the Philadelphia Flyers do, eh? play. Yeah, I, I do. They and don't score. They don't score, but that's that's again that's how they have to play. They've got to make sure that they don't give up very much. Carter Hart's been very very good so far this season. So I I think it's going to be a tight game. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that I think it's a one goal game. I, I do think the Golden Knights are going to win. What about what about a three goal game? I don't think it's going to be a three goal game. Like I, I don't, I don't imagine it's going to be three nothing at any point. If really? it does happen, is that just you cheering against me? Like yes, rooting against yes. me. Yes, one hundred percent. Okay, that's, that's what not I'm, really what you believe. You're just no, hoping. No, I don't. I don't that, see. That. I don't see it being at any point three nothing or or a three goal lead on on either side. I, I just don't. I think the Flyers are going to be um, too. Too ornery to make that be a thing that happens. I just, I, it hasn't really been their mo. They've been losing games, but like Vegas is going to be ornery too. Well, sure, sure they are, but I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a blowout anyway mm-hmm. it, it, on on either side in any, in any stretch. I think that we're talking about maybe a four-two game, maybe. 
that's what I'm kind of envisioning out of this one tonight. You know who's uh, had a bit of a struggle? I'm not surprised, especially under torch where things go uh, all over the place. Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. There's some rumblings that he might be scratched. He's got, like, points in three or four straight yeah, games, I just, which I is just pretty hurt. wild. But just yeah. hurt. Just hurt. Uh, not saying it's going to happen. Sure. But there's uh, there's some stuff going on. I've, uh, I've, I've been going back and forth with a couple of different people. And it may be totally wrong. But I do know that uh, Patty the Batty is going to be in the house. Yes, he is. Patty Pimblett uh, is going to be here tonight uh, ahead of UFC 282. We've got some uh, G League Ignite also here. They're yep. going to uh, a couple of the guys are going to stop by and talk to you in the pregame show. 630. It's going to be great. Think of this town right now. Yep. You got the rodeo on. Yep. We got uh, UNLV hoops playing. Yep. Uh, we've got uh, UNLV hockey playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got uh, two NHL games this weekend. Yep. A UFC 282. Yep. And and added on to all that is just that it's another night in Vegas. Yep. So it's the regular strip show. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that you get with yep. with all the different uh, uh, nightclubs and bars and shows and, and concerts. I mean, this is one of the greatest greatest weeks and weekends uh, to be to be here with uh, a couple of VGK games. Yeah, it, it's. It's an insane place to live because you have so much entertainment at your fingertips, and now it's all professional. Like it, the the Golden Knights first one here, and all of a sudden everything's opened up, and you've got so much going on on a night to night basis. It's I awesome. feel like uh, I feel like no matter what happens tonight, it's better than what happened in California last night on the football field. I oh still, boy! I, I still oh haven't boy. figured that one. Uh, that one. Today oh. we got one timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League coming up. We also have tickets to give away, and I will do that in the next segment, Chapman. I'm going to hold off, and that's what you call a tease. I learned that from you yesterday at yes. Stefano's. Yes, that, that, yes. That it's called a tease. That you that you just throw it out there. We've got tickets to give away uh, at 702-876-1340, But I'm not going to. Do it just yet. Oh, I'm people are calling. Tease. I, I know. <laughs> uh, it won't happen for a little bit. And by the way, Maria and Nick and everybody over at Stefano's, yep. thank you so much for all the great hospitality yesterday. We loved our visit. Uh, four locations uh, with the newest one out uh, out there, Blue Diamond and Decatur. Uh, awesome to uh, to chill out with you and look forward to uh, visiting with you again. One-timers coming up on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. Two of the big stories involve the game tonight between Vegas and Philadelphia. We know that Jack Eichel is a game-time decision coming off the lower body injury that has caused him to miss the last couple of games. We will be watching with great interest uh, just around 6.30 when the teams take to the ice uh, for the pregame warm-up to see whether he's out there. Now, just because he's out there, I want to tell everybody, he's going to play. Sometimes hey, you will try it in the pregame warm-up and uh, not be able to go, and they'll take you out of the lineup. Uh, just hold all tickets in that regard. But the fact that Jack took the morning skate today and yep. was out there, uh, if he takes the pregame warm-up as well, I would say at that point you're much more uh, uh, optimistic that he's going to be in the lineup. But right now it's a game-time decision. The Philadelphia Flyers, on the other hand, and we just talked about this, yep. the possibility that Tony D'Angelo 
could be a healthy scratch. And I talked to a couple of people, uh, a couple of people on that side. Uh, it, it's now public. They're going to take the veteran defenseman who signed a two-year deal worth $10 million last year. Mm-hmm. Tony D'Angelo is out of the lineup, scratched to get Cam York into the fold. Uh, York, uh, a first-round pick. It's Anaheim kid, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's uh, he's going to go in. So that's a bit of a surprise, given that uh, D'Angelo is a guy that plays a lot of minutes for you. You've got some money invested in him. You acquired him this year, uh, and he's produced for you. Yeah, and it, the, the I mean, the, the funny thing about it, if you want to call it that, I suppose, is that Tony D'Angelo is one of three flyers on a point streak. He's riding a four-game point streak, a goal, three assists for, for four points in those four games. So um, certainly it's, it's about more than production, and that's the accountability factor with John Tortorella. He wants to score more goals, but he wants to do it uh, properly. Yep. Was that ever going to be a great fit? It was going to be a challenging fit. Uh, it'd be great if it did work. I think it'd be a really positive for both coach and the player. But uh, D'Angelo's uh, been uh, one of those um, guys that uh, that likes to play the game the way he wants to play the game. Right. And yep. uh, and we witnessed that uh, to obviously his uh, his leaving the New York Rangers and the the time in Carolina was awesome. Yep. It was really good for both sides. Didn't end up staying there. Uh, and and you like to think that uh, if you're truly uh, a part of the team that uh, they don't want to build around, that they'll, they'll find a way. But uh, that, that wasn't the case. And now he's with the Philadelphia Flyers and he got a contract because Philadelphia is trying to get better. And they, they, they spent some money. Uh, he's a good example of the uh, spending the money part of the the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, others action tonight. The New York Islanders are playing, mm-hmm. and uh, this is a an update that will make more sense in a second. But the Philadelphia Flyers uh, rival, the New York Islanders, are on the ice tonight against the New Jersey Devils. It's five two Islanders. Yep. So a rivalry game going towards the visitors in this case, in the Islanders. But this game is interesting because the Islanders are wearing their reverse retro sweater tonight for the first time. The one with a fisherman on it. Uh, I don't think they are. They were supposed to, maybe. What? But they're not actually wearing them. Oh. The Devils are wearing their reverse retro. Really? Yeah. Oh, the Islanders are going to wear theirs tomorrow then. Yeah. That's what it is. Oh, that's too bad. Yep. I was hoping that because I knew the Devils were wearing theirs. Yep. I was hoping they were were both going uh, back and forth. I, I was with you. Well, now I don't know whether they'll wear it tomorrow because they won the big game tonight. Do they no, they have to. They yeah. have to. I know. Uh, reverse retro sweaters. But that that's sort of the last big one that we're, we're tracking. The New York Islanders wearing their reverse retro sweaters because of the fishermen on it. Yeah, I, I mean, I love the Gorton Fisherman jerseys. I'm a little bummed out there's no teal on it. The more I sit and think about it, the more I get angry that there's no teal on the jersey. So uh, as much as I was, like, really excited for it, um, I don't know. I've kind of, like, lost interest in it. Uh, Buffalo Sabres beating the Pittsburgh Penguins right now. Yep. Uh, two to one. Anytime the Buffalo Sabres play now, you're checking. Is Tate Thompson scoring? Yeah. He, he didn't, but no. Jeff Skinner did, and I want to bring in my Buffalo Saber correspondent. Yep, I'd be Chris me. Chapman. Oh, Chapman. No, no, Chris oh, Chapman is. is my yeah. Buffalo Saber correspondent. Boop, Got it boop, on boop, this. Boop, boop, boop. We, I've been asking you for seven years for for a teletype, <laughs> like something like that, and and 
you won't do it because you want to badoom bop. Uh, my yeah, Buffalo yeah, yeah. Sabre correspondent uh, who wants to talk about Jeff Skinner scoring a goal tonight and why that's interesting. Uh, well, it's not particularly interesting other than the fact that he changes goal song to the very worst Christmas song of to all the very time. Worst. Mariah Carey's yep. All I Want for Christmas. The disappointing aspect for me is his previous goal song was I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston, which is a, a fantastic party song. But yes, for the month of December, Jeff Skinner is going with uh, that Christmas song that I don't particularly like. The greatest Christmas song oh, of all time. Oh, it's atrocious. Nope. Nope, all I want for Christmas is you, by Mariah. I didn't need an, uh, an op-ed out of it. Well, I just wanted to, the update on, on what his Christmas song uh, or his goal scoring song. Was. <laughs> hey, you you <laughs> picked it. him as your you, correspondent. Well, it's your I fault. mean, I, you were poking the bear a little bit too. No, I would not poke the bear. I mean, I would slay the bear. I I highly doubt all that. All right, that's that's what I would do. Uh, other actions so far I'm tonight. Not too worried the, about the Kraken, the bear. The Kraken trail the Washington Capitals two one. And the uh, Flames against the Blue Jackets. 2 nothing Columbus early oh, wow. on in that one. Yep. There's, yeah. there's some uh, uh, growing pains taking place. And we sat it early. Yeah. People didn't believe us. Yeah. But there's growing pains that happen when you turn over your roster like Calgary did. And it continues to be the case. Yeah. It, you, you kind of imagine at some point the the flames are going to put it together but it, it's certainly taken a little bit longer than uh even i anticipated it would oh it's going to take three quarters of the year yeah well i think they'll still be you know who's got to play better there is their goaltender sure he's got to play a whole lot better well, uh, toronto maple leafs for pierre engball has been suspended for one game without pay yep uh for high sticking la kings defenseman sean Dersey during the game last night mm-hmm. that according to the player safety department and i I believe the player safety department when they say something. Yeah, they they got it, you know, right in my estimation, and uh, it, it will in fact be a one game suspension because they said it will be. Yeah, because the player safety department also does all the suspensions. Well, they hand them out. Yeah, yeah. So I, I believe them on that. Uh, it won't affect uh, anything that happens in Toronto. They're going to win the President's Trophy. <laughs> no, they're not. They are. They're. I'm, I'm not saying they're going to win any rounds. But they're going to win the President's <laughs> Trophy. Who's okay? Who's who's going to beat them for the President's Trophy? Well, Boston. Can Boston get any better than they've been? No, no, they can't. But like they, yes, I don't. Toronto can. But I also everybody don't see them fired and traded in Toronto. Oh come on, they, they were. were. No, they've already gotten better than what they were at the beginning of the year. Can New Jersey get any better than they've been? Not no, tonight. not a chance. Certainly not tonight. Toronto. Has the ability to go on a big time uh, run. Why? Why, why now? I will. I will wager like, one diet coke. No, those are with mine. you. One diet coke that the Toronto Maple Leafs win the President's Trophy, and you can have the field. You can have all. Yeah, I'll take that. Thirty-one. I'll other take teams. that all day long. Though, I'm I'm kind of rooting for it to happen. So when they inevitably lose in the first round, exactly. it's, it's even more ridiculous. It 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 makes it more spectacular. I'm 100% taking the bet, but it's a win-win for me either way. Because like either I win a Diet Coke, or it's an even bigger fail for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Wow, I'm not. I'm. I think that they'll be in trouble because that division's really tough. Yeah, but uh, but I, I think that they'll end up uh, winning the division. They've got some goaltending that's going their way. Uh, they've survived their defensive problems mm-hmm. with with their roster, uh, with guys being out, and uh, and now 
They've got the uh, the great Mitch Marner, who I do believe is their best player. You you don't underwhelming agree with me that. underwhelming point streak and all. It it is, but he's their best player. He's their best all around player. I even, don't disagree even, with you. Even my buddy Gordon. I just I I prefer Austin Matthews. I believe, prefer the guy that scores goals. Do you believe Gordon about what? Like when when he suggests that uh, Mitch Marner is their best player. I I think he is their best player, but I don't care. Like I want to I want to see the guy that scores goals. I don't know goals. what you have against Gordon. I don't know why you're being that way. Yeah. He's going to call no up reason. one of these days again, and he's going to yep. rip you. Just Weird, like Parnell and just like GC did. GC, yep, yep. I'm a little hurt by Carnell, to be honest with you. Yeah. It is what it is. But, uh, no, when, anytime Gordon calls, it's, it's usually needling you and, and praising me. So I'll, I'm, I'm good for I'm good with it. Gordon's my buddy from work. Uh, he, he does all the social media for, for the Vegas Golden Knights. And he, uh, he likes to pretend that he's just a regular caller when he phones in. He, like, he won't actually talk to us like he's Gordon. Yep, yep. He tries to pretend he's, like, Gordon from Henderson. That sure. We, we have no idea who they are. It's a bit. It is is a is a bit. Yep. I want him to call up and be my buddy Gordon. Yeah. Why? Well, I, you want that because, like, it'd, it'd be good for you. And then I can then I can say I brought a guest on. Yeah. Hey, hey guys, I'm getting guests. This is good. Uh, we've got some tickets to give away for the, is it the Arizona game? Yes, on the 21st of December. Right. Not it's not for a couple of weeks, right? Well, yeah, but I mean they're they're not home middle middle of mm. next week at all. I'm just uh, saying it's it's a factual thing. It is. You don't have to be so disagreeable. I don't I know do. why you're so argumentative. I uh, just we've got do. Uh, two tickets to give away uh, for the 21st uh, of December game, Vegas against Arizona. Uh, I I'll try and see if Gordon can be your personal concierge that night. Uh, see if he can fit in. Uh, 702-876 one three four zero, be caller number nineteen right now on Fox Sports Las Vegas seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. We have a whale of a catching up with Chapman to come your way next. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for catching up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. Uh, I want to just say we want to interrupt your own segment with something to talk about. <laughs> we, we, we feel like there needs to be an intervention here. Why is that? <laughs> because of a certain Christmas song that you don't actually know the background to. Yes, you're right. <laughs> I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus. Yep. You thought Mom was really just out there necking <laughs> with Santa Claus. You didn't realize that it was Dad dressed up as Santa Claus, and that's why she was hooking up with him. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've so you really <laughs> stick, you, you really didn't know that that was Dad dressed up as Santa Claus, and that's why Mom was hooking up with. Well, with what's, Santa. what's, what's the indication? Like, what's the? I'm, I'm sure you are Literally in filming. Every, every child knows. Child, this. no, I, knows I, I this. guarantee you, there are people listening to this show right no, now that had no. zero clue no, that aren't. Santa Claus was, was, was you're Michael Jackson's only, old you're man. You're the only What's, one. It's a terrible message to kids to have that being a Christmas song. That Chapman. mom's necking why, with why, Santa. Why Santa, not? Why Santa, is it bad? Santa, he's the creator of the naughty and nice list. Yeah, Cheating well, he's not nice. He's universal, though. Like, he's, oh. it's you know, he's he's well regarded. It's the it, only it, reason why I have a Santa costume. <laughs> oh, well, I don't need to know that. But, I I mean, oh, I, I, I guarantee you there, there are people listening right now who had zero idea There's, about that. There aren't. 
You're, you're literally the only person that I've ever met in my life that didn't get I'm, I'm that looking, it was dad I'm, dressed I'm as looking Santa. at the lyrics. There's no dead giveaway. No. And he's no, going to tell not. his dad. He's going to tell Joe Jackson. Yeah. Because he's a kid. He's a kid. Well. He's under downstairs. the impression that, that, oh. that mom's kissing Santa and he's upset. But it's very well assumed that that is dad. Well. I don't believe. I, no, you, got, no. you got the presents under the tree. It's mission accomplished. A nice smooch. Like they don't. You go yeah, to but, bed. But, but why? But, the but, the but, second chorus isn't like the family broke up. Yeah, but here's the thing. And <laughs> mom moved to the North Pole. <laughs> they 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 think he's asleep. Why does Dad need to dress up like Santa Claus if 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 Michael Jackson's sleeping? They're role playing. I don't oh, know. please. Terrible. This uh, we may not be allowed to be friends anymore. This is a bump in our road.